It's the most wonderful time of the year. I didn't expect that at all out of you. I can't sing a lick, but what I do know is there's nothing better than quarterback controversies, teams that aren't going to make the playoffs, and what's next. It's so much better than when the team's 13-3 and entering the playoffs, and you know, and people kind of check out those last two weeks. I love when the last two weeks have meaningful football and the Eagles have games that might mean something. Rob Motti's in for today's Football at Four, powered by the Inside the Birds podcast and brought to you by our friends at PlaySugarHouse.com. Sign up now. They'll match your first deposit up to $250. Rob Motti covers the Eagles for the AP, the Associated Press, and he joins us now on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline as the Eagles, still two weeks left to go, still meaningful football. Rob, how are you, my friend? Hey, man, I'm doing great, Mike. Before we get started, was that you? Was that your voice at the beginning? That was me, man. You yeah, got you, a, you got a record label for man. me? <laughs> I, you know what? I might have to work on being your agent. I think you got a future in that, man. That's pretty good. I'm a little stage fright, to be honest with you. So. <laughs> we can work on that. Come on, you host the radio show. Everybody says that. Oh, you talk every day. I said, yeah, nobody sees me. If I'm up on the stage, nah, I, I don't like getting up on the mic out there. Uh, so we got so much to get into, including some news that looks like it's coming down right now uh, that Deshaun Jackson's 21-day window might open. Uh, any anticipation that Jackson plays in these last two games? I don't know how they can really fit in at this point because you, you look at the young guys, and it's really about developing these young guys. They've kind of forced Alshon in there and take his snaps away from Travis Bolgum and yeah, I've disagreed with that all along. And then Alshon goes out there and balls out two weeks in a row, making diving catches, uh, pass interferences on Patrick Peterson. I mean, what, what's there to gain out of Deshaun Jackson coming back, taking some snaps away from some of the young guys? I want to see Quez Watkins. I want to see more Jalen Rieger. Uh, I, I guess they would feel if he can play, if he's healthy, they owe it to him. They've paid him a lot of money. I don't think there's anything to gain out of it. And by fourth. 25 off on Sunday. We'll know if the Eagles have been eliminated or not. As of right now, they're still in it, so maybe they can justify, hey, we're still in it, we're still alive. Deshaun Jackson is a burner. Let's see what he can give us. Right, and I know uh, you know they're going to have to make a decision and an evaluation on their quarterback after only four games. I guess they might want to see whether or not Jackson can play because – he, correct me if I'm wrong, is signed for another year. Now, they might be able to get out of that deal, but I don't know. Do they want to see if they can get anything more from Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, I, you know, I would I would think that with the salary cap situation, played as Mike for next year, and you're going to have to make some tough, hard decisions on a lot of people, absent, you know, aside from the quarterback situation. I can't imagine Sean Jackson having a future here in Philadelphia like beyond this year. And um, yeah, that's this is this has got to be a team that's going to go out there with the young guys. And Jalen Hurts has been playing. He played with these young guys on the, the, the scout team in practice, so he's familiar with them. I, I don't know that you really need to see anything out of Deshaun Jackson other than just the fact that kind of guy, all the money you've paid him over the past two years for being here, so you might as well get something out of him. Well, they have a lot of problems with paying guys money who might not be playing. You asked today, Doug Peterson, how he would characterize the situation that they are currently in. From the outside looking in, you said it looks like it's a dilemma. Doug said, well, it's not a situation of Carson versus Jalen, but in reality, that might be what it comes down to. It is, and 
from the outside looking in, we go, what a quandary for this team, right? You paid Carson Wentz four years, $128 million. The contract doesn't even here. You got all this dead cap money, and he's on the bench. Jalen Hurts is playing, and he deserves to be the starter at this point. After that performance yesterday, he leads him to him against the Saints. He plays well in a loss to Arizona, and he deserves to be the starter next week. And you can't argue that. No one can argue argue that fact. So you, it, it appears to me you have quite a dilemma on your hands. But, you know, that Howie Roseman would answer that question maybe a little bit differently. Doug Peterson's very cognizant of what everyone out there is making it out to be, a Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz thing, just like we made it out to be a Carson Wentz versus Nick Foles thing, when in actuality that's not what it should be about. Jalen Hurts has stepped in. He's done well. Maybe this gives the Eagles, if they, if they wanted to go down that road, a little bit of Jalen Hurts has now increased his trade value, Mike. And you may have said this to me the last time we spoke. Uh, I know someone said it to me before. It, could they be auditioning him for trading in the offseason and, and keeping Carson and rolling with him? Maybe, potentially. But I think it's reached a point with Carson where I did say this to you maybe two weeks ago where I personally feel he needs a fresh start. And each day I feel that even stronger and stronger. Do you think that this organization can move forward with both of them on the roster? You mentioned maybe trading Jalen Hurts. Well, I know the money and the dead cap hit and all this is in play when it comes to Carson. Is it possible they maybe try and move Carson? I just look at this scenario, and I don't know how they bring both back. All right, you can't. You can't. You really – You can, no scenario. You cannot have Carson Wentz on the bench as a backup making that kind of money. So if you're going to make the determination after four games, and it's entirely possible and it's up to them if they want to do this, that Jalen Hurts is the future at the quarterback position, then you're going to have to eat that one-year uh, dead cap money, trade Carson, I think for another team bringing him in, it's not that bad. Another team that brings Carson in, they're looking at a two-year uh, obligation in the mid-40s Forty million, which is a pretty good number to pay for a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's going to hurt Eagles on the cap next year, and, and they're going to have to just suck that up. But I can't see any scenario where they could go into 2021 with both of these guys on the roster. If they do both end up on the roster, is it is it fair to say, like most times, Rob, you know this, the teams, all organizations will acquiesce to draft position, number one, and most, uh, number two, monetary investment. The monetary investment almost bigger than the draft position at this point. Most teams just acquiesce and say, we're paying this guy the money, he's got to play. So how much does that come into play if they cannot move him? If they can't move him, they're going to have to give him every opportunity to be a starter. They have to because you can't, you got a guy making that much money to stand on the sideline as an insurance policy. No, you're going to have to go in there and, and allow it to be a quarterback competition in the in training camp and in preseason. And that would be understandable because you, you really can't evaluate. I don't think you can evaluate a quarterback off four games. So whatever Jalen Hurts does in the next weeks, and I, I don't know if he's going to have success. I don't know if he's going to be mediocre. He looked really good against Arizona. He's still got a long ways to go. He completed under 60% of his passes. He took six sacks. He, he put the ball on the ground a couple of times. He had a pick six drop, but he also was terrific at the same time. So he's got a lot to learn. 
And could he learn that over the course of the next two games? No, it's going to be a learning process for him. So they could say, all right, we, we have to go into training camp with a quarterback competition. But it, it just that sets up for the potential for a div- division in the locker room. It's going to set up for all kinds of nightmare scenarios for this team and this organization that I, I, I just can't see where they, they go down that road. They're going to have to make a decision and move forward with it, and that's going to be a, a tough one with Carson and the cap and the money and with Jalen Hurts. And maybe they maybe you can get something. I, I don't really know that you can trade Jalen Hurts after four games for how much better than the 53rd pick in the draft could you go? You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much better you could. Like, if you're a team, are you going to trade a late first round or early second for Jalen Hurts based on four games? You would have made that evaluation last year. So I think it's going to have to come down to trading Carson Wentz. I would have to agree with you. I was going to say, the way that they're talking about it and the way that you hear – Howie Roseman after the draft smile and saying Russell Wilson this and that it's hard for me to think that they're trying to get rid of him but you mentioned that he deserves to be the starter for you know this rest of the season after what he did yesterday what stood out to you the most about his game in Arizona yesterday afternoon he's a baller he's a playmaker he's got poise he's uh he doesn't get flustered he doesn't get frustrated and he's a guy who, you know, I always loved the dual threat running quarterback. I grew up in the Randall Cunningham era, and that, that was my guy growing up as a kid in Philly. And I've always liked guys who can make plays. Like when you see Jalen Hurts on, I think it was a third and six or fourth and six, whatever, it was a tough spot yesterday, and he had a run for the first down. Now, Carson's done that, but Jalen Hurts is obviously quicker, faster, more elusive than Carson Wentz. So I, I'm certainly impressed with his playmaking ability on the ground, but I didn't expect him this quickly to be able to have success throwing the ball by the second game as a starter. And he, he struggled a little bit doing that against the Saints, but yesterday against Arizona, he had a lot of success throwing the ball. And the same issues that played Carson Wentz are still there for Jalen Hurts. It's still the same offensive line. They gave up six sacks, and some of those are on them. And it's still an inexperienced wide receiver core and some aging veterans at the wide receiver spot. So if he had better talent around him and if he had more experience, I think you're going to see Jalen Hurts get better and better. Rob Motti covers the Philadelphia Eagles for the Associated Press. Now, Rob, we talk about all these things. Uh, do they keep them after four games? Do they make a decision? Do they have a battle? Do they have a trade? I mean, these are all possibilities that they have to run through. Now, there was a report yesterday that says Wentz is not interested in being a backup quarterback and would want to move on from the Eagles if the current situation stays the same in Philly. In other words, if Hertz is going to start, Wentz doesn't want to be here. You tweeted out that you're saying a little something different that, look, this guy has his roots here. He's got all these different friends, family, his foundation, food trucks, friendships, relationships. And you tweet, quote, I'm told he does not want out of Philly, and he has not told that to anyone. So would Wentz be okay if they told him, look, Jalen Hurts is our guy. You're getting your $130 bucks, and you're going to be the backup. Would he be okay? The competitor, absolutely not. Is he is he unhappy with the situation right now? Of course he is. Does he want to play? Absolutely. But as of today, December twenty first, Mike, 
he has not in his mind come to a place where he wants out of Philadelphia. It's not just about him. Like I said in that post, uh, this is about a lot of people who have uprooted their lives and come here to surround themselves with caution to work for him with the foundation. And yes, he makes a ton of money and he can afford to take care of anybody, but you have families involved. You have mortgages. People just homes. You have people who have kids on the way, kids who are in school. It's a whole lot of uprooting. And right now, with as of yesterday, three games left in the season, he hasn't reached that point where he's going to go into the Eagles and say, I want out of Philadelphia. So I don't know what all the other sourcing was involved. You guys know how close I am to the situation. My sourcing is I just go right to the people involved. At this point, Carson Wentz mentally has not come to a place where he wants out of Philadelphia. May he get there in two weeks? Yes. May he get there in in four weeks or one week? Yes. I'm sure he, at some point, may get to that point. But right now, as of December 21st, he hasn't come to that point. Right now, he's focused on being the best person he can be, best teammate he can be, and he could be in a situation on Sunday where if things fall the way they want them to fall, and Washington loses at one, and the Giants lose at one, and the Eagles are playing a 4 o'clock against Dallas, now in control of their own destiny, and if something unforeseen happens to Jalen Hurts, a concussion, a sprained ankle, whatever it may be, Clark's got to be ready to go in there and get the team into the playoffs. And that's all he's focused on right now, and he's not thinking about demanding out of Philadelphia. So, I mean, it's hard to see a situation, as we all kind of uh, have agreed upon, that he is just here and not playing next year. So, you're saying he essentially hasn't said, hey, I want to be traded if I'm going to be the backup here. But we all can understand he's not happy with the situation. But how do you think the organization is viewing this now in terms of do they now view Hurts as their guy? Do they view a quarterback competition? Have they not got that far yet? Where does the organization stand with all this? Because obviously you get a message like that out on the national level. It makes it look like, all right, somebody puts this out there that he doesn't want to be here. Yeah, I don't think the organization right now has come to a final evaluation. I really don't. I really They're taking it week to week. Let's see what Jalen Hurts can do. Let's see what Jalen Hurts can show us over the course of these final four games. And before we come to any conclusion, let's just do our homework. Let's do our due diligence. Let's make sure we know because this is going to be a franchise-altering decision. If you decide to move on from Carson Wentz with that contract and that cap hit, that is a big-time decision. And if you decide to keep him and move on from Jalen Hurts or just relegate Jalen Hurts back to a backup position, you're going to have to endure all kinds of uh, potential uh, issues next year, too. So I don't think they're there yet. I think they're still in the evaluation process, and, and, and that's the right spot to be in. If you're, if you're the team and you're the organization, uh, you don't know if Jalen Hurts goes out and, and, God forbid, tears an Achilles or something in, in the final game of the season. So you can't come to any definitive conclusion yet. You have to continue to evaluate the situation and then also maybe take a step back, right? Let this process play out. And then, you know, there's a lot of emotion involved right now. But two weeks after the season, 10 days after the season, five days after the season, talk to all the parties and you see where they are at mentally. Like I said with Carson, he's got a long way to go to make a final determination. And I think so does the organization. 
Yeah, one thing I keep thinking about is Travis Fulgham for four games was one of the best receivers in all of football, and he, he died out a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that he's some bum, but, you know, he, in four games, he was legit, and the same thing can happen with Jalen Hurts. But I want to bring this up. In December, we all know about Doug, December Doug. In 2018, the team played its best football with Nick Foles. In 2019, the team played its best football with Carson Wentz. In 2020 now, late the last four games, Jalen Hurts is playing great football. Is this a product of what Doug Peterson does from a culture standpoint in December? It is baffling, right? It is baffling. Now, the difference is in in 18 with Nick Foles, they won the last three games. In 19 with Carson, they won the last four games. Jalen Hurts, for as terrific as he played yesterday, they ultimately lost the game, and that cost them control of their own destiny. So, yeah, he played very well, but they lost the football game, and they needed to win that game. So there's a, that's the little bit different uh, aspect of it. And, yeah, I don't know why this team peaks at the end of the season. You want your team to peak going into the playoffs, but they needed to win every game down the stretch the last two years to get in. And you don't want to find yourself in this situation every year where you have to play your best football in December. You want to play your best football, but you also want to be getting ready for January, not fighting and clawing and scraping and hoping somebody upsets somebody along the way so that you can get in. Uh, this is a, this is where Doug Peterson's got to evaluate, what am I doing from September through November that's not getting through to these guys that it is in December? And part of that, he tried to answer that question today. I think part of that is you got younger guys gaining more experience, and, and they're better at the end of the season. That makes sense. But when it comes to veteran players, a veteran player should be ready to go in October, September, November, or December. Rob Motti from the Associated Press covers the Eagles. Uh, obviously, the last two weeks, Hertz has put points on the board. They've been able to move the ball. Is this a bad look for Carson, a good look for Peterson? Was Peterson on the hot seat, and this has helped him out? I mean, how do you read into the, you know, on top of what Hunter just asked you, like this December Doug thing, how do you read into the offense being functional all of a sudden the last two weeks and how that looks for both Carson and Doug? I, I thought going into – Jalen Hurts' first start, that if he had success, it wasn't an indictment of Carson Wentz, and if he failed, it wasn't validation for Carson Wentz. And I still feel that way, because I look at this offense and I go, well, Doug's done different things. He's running an offense that fits and is catered to Jalen Hurts' strengths. He's doing things with Jalen Hurts that we thought he should have done with Carson that he didn't do with Carson, and, and that's going to be a question that we continue to have. Well, why didn't we roll him out? Why don't we do this? Why are you doing that with Jalen Hurts? Also, I think guys are elevating their play. Guys are elevating their play. They're, they're rallying around the backup quarterback. So part of that also is that you do have this infusion. I think you get a spark out of a, a young guy who can run around and do things with his legs. It's dynamic. When, when you're faced with a third and long or a fourth and crucial situation and your quarterback's able to run for a first down or run for a touchdown, that just gives the team an injection of life. So that's, that's on Jalen Hurts, and that's what he brings to the table. So I've got to give him a ton of credit for that. And, and then there's also the, the aspect of who does this look best for? Well, Doug, if he was on the hot seat, can now say like he can come to this point where if he's having these conversations with Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, and his job's on the line, something along like he he can say, hey, we're having uh, it wasn't me, 
It wasn't my offense. Right. It wasn't my fault. It was a quarterback. Look at what Jalen did. So this helped Doug. This absolutely helped Doug. Yeah, I agree with that um, big time. And um, it, it's amazing that it's gotten to this point. I, I want to get your opinion on this. You know, the story's well documented, Rob, that the Eagles wanted Russell Wilson. All right? And they, they, they missed on him. Does that organization feel that we cannot allow that to happen again? And this is our Russell Wilson. That this guy here is the guy we thought we should have had a couple of years ago. We missed it, and we're not going to let it happen again. And now we have him. Man, maybe that factored into the Jalen Hurts pick, but for them to look at Jalen Hurts coming out of college and evaluate him and put him in the same category as a future first ballot Hall of Famer like Russell Wilson, that's incredible foresight for an organization that has not drafted well, right? That This is an organization that was not able to decipher between J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and D.K. Metcalf or Jalen Rieger and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> so if they saw Russell Wilson in Jalen Hurts, not saying that he may not be, because he could eventually be Russell Wilson, he could be better, but that, that's, that's incredible foresight. So I, I honestly look back. I think that this team was enamored with the idea of using Jalen Hurts in that Taysom Hill role and also wanting to have a young, cheap backup who they, who's not just standing there holding a clipboard who can be used for five, six, seven, eight plays a game. And in the event that Carson Wentz goes down, you could put him in there and win a playoff game, unlike last year with Josh McCown. That's what I thought they did when they went into it. I didn't like the pick, but I kind of understood it. I don't think they or anyone could foresee what was going to uh, what was going to eventually happen and, this year. And I don't know that anybody can foresee what's about to happen over the next uh, four to six weeks here. they got two games left. They might be playing a playoff game. Who knows? I mean, that's still up uh, <laughs> realistic here. Rob Monty covers the Eagles for the Associated Press. Uh, make sure you check out his stuff, at Rob Monty, uh, on Twitter, and uh, obviously here on Football at Four. I uh, appreciate you jumping on, man. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, all that great stuff. Stay healthy, stay safe, and you're doing a great job as always, man. Thank you, fellas. I really appreciate it. Enjoy chatting with you guys, and Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and your listeners. All right. Uh, Rob Monty, like all guests, appeared via the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. We will uh, try to continue to talk to Rob more in 2021. And you guys can talk to him in 2020 if you want. I don't care anything after today. I am done. But I love Rob's perspective. Now, what do you make of it? He says, as of right now, Carson Wentz does not want out. I believe what he says for sure. I mean, you know, you heard him. He talks to the sources involved. And I'm not discrediting anything else we heard because, as you heard, Sal Pal as well. You know, he's pretty uh, hard on that as well. So I just think right now when you look at it, there's so much to figure out. I don't think anyone's involved going, I want out of here. I'm done. There's just too much to figure out right now. What about you? I'm torn, man. I mean, to me, it sounds like, okay, I, I, how does that get out there? Your agent. Okay, you have to okay to your agent. Okay, you can say that if you want. Well, how do we know that it was his agent who made the statement? Who does it benefit? Um, does it benefit Carson Wentz for that statement to even be released? I don't know that it benefits anybody. I know. It doesn't. That's like, my point. No crap. I don't want to be the backup. Yeah. I mean, that's like saying, you know, that's like um, Jalen Hurts being like, you know what I really want to do? I want to be drafted to a team and then have them not play me. Right, right, that's right. That's exactly right. what I was hoping for. So I don't understand how the relevancy of that report in terms of 
okay, it's not eye-opening that someone doesn't want to be the backup, but what are you gaining from getting that out there? Don't you think, though, that his team, his his agent would be like, let's say the right thing, say you're okay, put a smile on, and we'll attack this in the offseason? So much to dive into on that. Football at four, by the way. That was Rob Motti. It's brought to you by PlaySugarHouse.com. Sign up now. They'll match your first deposit up to $250. It's powered by the Inside the Birds podcast. Mosher, Kaplan, and the guys, they broke it down. The podcast dropped at 6 o'clock this morning. Andrew DeCecco, he will join Josh tonight at 6.20. So you'll hear from DeCecco, his thoughts on this whole situation. That's coming up. We uh, have a very interesting week coming up. We'll get you up to date on that, plus Grayson's grades. One thought on every game with Casey Joyner. It's all right here on the Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN and the free mobile app powered by First Bank of Sea Isle. This is the radio home for Philadelphia Eagles football. This Sunday, it's an NFC East battle. One sports radio talk show, The Sports Bash, with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN-FM. I can't believe Christmas is Friday. Now, I did a lot of rapping yesterday from, like, the 1 o'clock game. They gave us the, the crap burger game yesterday, although it ended up being entertaining, 49ers-Dallas. See, I go that was Red the only Zone. game that was on TV. Yeah, see, I go Red Zone, too. I don't even know what the standard local ones are. Yeah, it was dallas San Fran. It was a good game. I mean, it ended up being entertaining, but that was the only option we got yesterday if you're watching. So I went Christmas shop uh, present uh, wrapping yesterday. How'd that go? Well, my mom came over because my mom, we had gotten some presents so that my mom could give them to some people. So we bought them for her. Then she came to pick them up. So I had her help me. Are no, you, I'm a lousy I was, rapper. I was just going to ask you. So if you flip to one side of my rap, it's horrendous. But I'll only show you the front side. That's very good. But if you look at the bottom, the tape, I go hockey tape. Like, I go, it, the personality <laughs> clearly screams, bro, draft this press. No, I, I mean, I'm I'm horrible at rapping. I'm getting better. But, I mean, having mom help me out. I'm 43 years old. Mom's helping me wrap Christmas presents. I mean. I don't think you're out of the loop. Is no, that that's, bad? No, I, we should definitely figure out from the people if you're. The outlier, because I don't think you are. That's a good poll question. I'm 43. Is mom helping me wrap Christmas presents, like, out of line? It's not out of line. What would be the word? In the, in the, I mean, is that out of the, in the minority? I mean, my buddy told me, oh, I just go bags. I have enough pride that I'm not just going bags. I want that gift wrap. Now, there are some that the bag is a useful tool in that moment, depending on what the item is. Yeah, tissue no, paper. I go you're anti, or no, just no, no. depends I on mean, the situation. Look, my girl is getting a lot this year, so I had a ton of stuff to wrap. Ah, you're treating her to a good one this year, huh? She's getting a lot. I mean, I probably had my gosh. At one point, see, I do. We had a wrapping party one night, like two weeks ago, and she finished up like pretty much everything. Well, I still had. I said, my God, I think I did eight boxes that night. I got like another fifteen left to go. Wow. Oh, my God. So yesterday, she's there, but she's working on the bathroom project. You know, the Home Depot thing. You know how many more times I was at Home Depot this week? I'm surprised you don't go home and she's in the hoodie with the paint all over it with the work boots and well, the Well, we're not tub. to the paint level yet. Okay. But the brick's done, the shiplap's done, that's all good. So the bathroom is pretty much completed. Now just a couple of things. It's funny. I said to her the other day. You might have to put some of that um, liquid nails on your shirt so when you go to the Home Depot, you fit in with everybody. 
my father was listening to the show and we had that conversation. He called me on my ride home. He was cracking up. I yeah. mean, he lost it. He Is loved your dad it. a Home Depoter? No, he's not. He's not one of those. But I think he, he relates relate. to us, so yeah. he loved it. I know. I said the other day, see, yesterday you were producing the, the uh, Billy Schwein uh, locker room show. And we had a little bit of a behind-the-scenes thing going on that, you know, unless Billy would didn't tell everybody, no one would really know. But Billy, nine years into radio, still hasn't figured out that no one can see that you might be having an issue behind the scenes. So I had to come in for, for some help. Yes. Nobody would know that except for Billy, of course, pulls the curtain up and tells everybody. Thanks, Bill. So anyway, I'm here yesterday. But because it was a little bit of a, a thing, my girl's gave up waiting on me, and she went to Lowe's without me. Whoa. Yeah. Now, do you think she was thinking in the back of her mind, thank the Lord I can go without him. He's holding me back. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, people are pointing and laughing at him. He keeps showing up to Lowe's wearing a jacket. <laughs> you can't show up wearing a jacket. you got to have a hoodie on. Well, since we're on the topic of Schwann, can you believe this? Here I am at the bank, right? And I had to do some things, open up a new account, and do you know move, move around some stuff. And the guy goes, oh, you know, we started talking. Wentz came up. We're just having some fun Eagles conversation. He's like, oh, what do you do? So I tell him what I do. And he hits me with, do you know Billy Schwime? He didn't say Mike Gill. He didn't say Josh Henning. He hit me with Billy Schwime. And I was like, well, where were you? I was in the Williamstown, Washington Township area. But he was from Millville. So he's from, you know, more of this area, listens to the station. But I was a little taken back. I said, huh. He went with Schwein over Gill. Just throwing a little how do you do at him like that, you know? And he's like, oh, I, I like the weekend shows a lot. I'm always down there during the weekends. I'm always in my car doing things. That's when I get some stuff done. Do you know Schwimer? I said, yeah, I actually produced the Sunday show. He goes, get out of here. Then he put it together. But he went Schwein first. Is that a violation? No, I mean... Schwab's got a reputable uh, he absolutely, audience. He absolutely does. I'm just having some fun. He's with been him. on the air long enough. I hope people know who he is, he but he should also job. be on the air long enough to know that when something's going on, nobody else knows. He doesn't need to tell everybody. Yeah. No, I'm just busting some stones. Yeah. It was funny. Oh, though. I was by like, the I way, Schweimer. so Saturday I had to come in the studio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You double dipped on the weekend? Well, it's a, we got. Uh, this, was in, this was for a cool reason. Oh. So. If you follow me on Twitter, I threw a little a little tease out there about 2021. So I had to come in Saturday working on something pretty cool for the show. I can't really go a little bit further than that, but that's why I had to come in here Saturday for a little bit. So Schweimer says to me, hey, we're going to talk Sixers. Will you jump on? I said, yeah, sure, I'll jump on. So Scooter says, hey, you know, they should have Embiid. They should force Embiid and Simmons to play, like hang out together. Basically, be make them become friends. So I responded with, "Yeah, that's just what Embiid wants." And his brand new model wife, Ben Simmons, sitting on the couch playing video games all day. You don't right? think that's a good idea? I mean, I get what he's saying, but like that's the mentality. Like, oh, like you know, this is what they did in 1985. Yeah, guess what? They weren't dating model wives either, and that's another thing. You think Joel Embiid wants the thought of Ben Simmons, who's been with like every model out there, to come into his house and possibly be, uh, you know? You think they think about that? You think teammates are like, huh? I can't have my, can't have my uh, my shooting guard around. He might steal my wife, right? I don't know. They're playing video games. That's just what his wife wants. These two guys, 
they're on the road traveling all the time, and then on the days off, he wants ben, she wants Ben Simmons sitting on her couch playing Fortnite. I'm dying over here. Yeah, right? I'm with you. Yeah, it's she'd rather like, the yeah. two of them. You want to go somewhere? With How the, about Home Depot? Yeah. <laughs> Can you see Joel Embiid in Home Depot with the paint on his on his gray hoodie? I don't think he's got the paint on the hoodie. No. I can't imagine him having a screw gun in his hands. Are there, are there screw guns for guys that are seven foot tall? Well, why wouldn't be? I don't know. I feel like why his would hand the size wouldn't of the be gun able to. Be, uh, the screw gun be any different? Maybe his finger gets stuck in where you pull the trigger. I don't know, but here's what I do know. And I get Scooter's point. I'm not ripping him at all. Like, yeah, you want these guys to become more friendly. But my all I kept thinking was that's just what you want. Ben Simmons lounging on your couch. Hey, can you get me some more? Uh, can you get me another drink? We got another game coming up here. Yeah, let me get hey, a Mountain Dew. Yeah, can you put the kid to bed tonight? Because my friend Ben's over. We're playing video games again. And if you remember, there was some feud before in the past. What was it? Mike Richard, Scott Hartnell, Jeff Carter. There was some action going on behind the scenes. You don't want that happening. You remember they were yeah, playing yeah, around yeah, yeah. with well, each other. Well, that's why I said Ben Simmons you know, has a history with models. Yeah, Kendall you don't want Jenner him sweep swooping in there and causing some marital issues between him and Joel's. You know, yeah. Model so wife. imagine I met Joel's wife, by the way. You what? Yeah. Where? At the Sixers game. What did she say? She asked me where the bathroom was. No way. Yeah, we were walking from. This was after the game was over. That's so a big moment. I didn't know it was his. It, at the time, it was his girlfriend, and I had no idea. So. Walking from the media section, you know, you go underneath the bowels and then you're kind of walking back there to get to the, the interview room. So, I mean, there's her and a friend and somebody else. And she's stunning, obviously. So I'm thinking to myself, where could this girl possibly be heading? And she said, do you know where the bathroom is? Now, I think she's Brazilian. Something so she had of a little nature. broken English. And I was like, excuse me? She said, do you know where the bathroom is? And I directed her to where that would be. And that's my encounter with Joel Embiid's. Is it his wife now? Are they married? I don't know if they're actually married or not, but the significant other. And I'm jealous. I never got that. You know, I used to go to the games. I got I got none of that. So how am I wording this? I'm 43 years old. My mom helped me wrap Christmas presents. What's the question? Is that out of line? Is no, that? I, am I in the minority? Is that okay? Yeah. Are you, yeah, why not? Are you? I think that's fine. Are you in the minority? Or huh. is that not the proper way to word it? Is that okay or is that weak sauce? Hmm. Like, should I be able to wrap the presents myself? Is, should, yeah, let's word it that way. Should I Should I be able to wrap it myself? I know how to do it myself, but no, it comes out you. pretty bad. Yeah, I'm with you when you got to fold the sides and tape it over. It gets a little ugly. Yeah, I don't know. You're talking to someone who's I'll also th- very pathetic at it as well, though. So You know these people that enjoy it? Yeah. Right, my like fiance this. enjoys it. She sits down. She's got her paper. She's got, uh, she's got a fake fireplace going on the TV with Christmas music. It's not even a real fireplace. It's just a TV screen yeah. with a moving fire. She's got Christmas music. The lights on. She's taping everything up. She loves it. Yeah, there's people that love it. They make a night out of it. I can't say Give I'm me another box. Give me. Like my mom yesterday. So after I had wrapped like all of my girlfriend's stuff. She was like, is that it? And I'm looking around the house, making sure, like, hold on, don't go yet. She's wrapping her own presents. You made her wrap her own? Well, I... Now that's crossing They were the boxed. Line. They were boxed. She but couldn't see them. She The box didn't have where it was from, what no, no, it no, is no, on no, it? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I and said, no, how even, about this one? Did she even know it was for her either? Well, because yeah, because she tried opening it, like, oh. And I said, don't open it. Don't open it. 
Okay. Huh. But she op she didn't open it, but she wrapped it. Now that one's a little tricky. That one that one might be a conversation we should have. All right, Sports Bash is brought to you by Recovery Centers of America, Drug and Alcohol Addiction Treatment Centers located in Mays Landing, New Jersey, and Devon, PA. So my girl's been asking me, what do I want for Christmas? And I really haven't given her an answer. Maybe I should ask for a painted hoodie so that I can join her at Home Depot and not be look like an outcast. Or Lowe's. I don't want to leave one out of the other because I don't have a preference. I think they're both very well-run establishments. Fair point. Yep. Imagine I open up the box. There's a freshly new dry painted, dry paint on a hoodie. And you're just ecstatic about it. Look at these. You just run to Lowe's. You just run to Lowe's for no reason. Yeah, they open on Christmas Day. They should be. All right, we got more Sports Bash coming up, including Grayson's Grades at 5. We're with uh, Harvey Ravinsky, the owner of Bernie Robbins Jewelers. Everybody in our listening audience is familiar with Bernie Robbins Jewelers. So I know a lot of people are looking for those last-minute gifts, and I'm 100% positive that you guys can help them out with that. Listen, we are a toy store for adults. So anything that you want to make this last-minute happen we have it here for you we have designers david yearman roberta croin john hardy Kabichigo, plus we have great jewelry that's from the bernie robbins collection and of course we have watches from rolex cartier tag hoyer tudor for those of you who have waited to the last minute to get engaged first of all shame on you but the good news is we could help you so we have a jeweler on the premises that can set up an engagement ring while you wait. We have interest-free financing. So, I mean, we can help people, you know, from under $500 up to, you know, well into the thousands. You know, we have it all. And we have great, great people on our staff here that really love their jobs and love to help people. And we're getting very close to Christmas. Time is running out, but we still have wonderful things. And... We don't have salespeople, we have consultants. So our job is to consult with our clients, see what they need, what they'd like, what their budget is, and then find them the right item for that special person in the price category that they want to spend. Finally, uh, the legendary Bernie Robbins gift boxes. Your guys are open up till when? Christmas Eve, people can still, if they're if they're really last minute, when's the last time they can get down to your Summers Point or your Marlton uh, or your Hard Rock or even one of your Pennsylvania stores? We are here Christmas Eve. I believe last call is somewhere around 4 o'clock. But certainly if someone is later, we do what we have to do to make sure that they're taken care of. So we're here, we're ready, we have great staff. We just love what we do here. So, and we make things easy for our clients and we listen to what they want and we make sure that they get what they are looking for, what they need and what they can afford. They call it the most wonderful time of the year. Make it the most wonderful gift this year. Harvey from Bernie Robbins Jewelers, he has the most wonderful gift that you can give your loved one at Bernie Robbins, Summers Point, Marlton, all over the Delaware Valley. Harvey, we want to wish everybody out there Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and to you and all your staff there. Thank you, and I couldn't have said it better myself. Everybody be safe. Have a happy, healthy Christmas and New Year's. Thank you. Turn it on.
leave it on. The Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. Discovery Plus. Nine minutes till the top of the hour. Sports Pass Live, 97.3 ESPN. I'm Mike Gill. At Mike Gill Show on Twitter. You can follow me there. He's at Broads81. Give him a follow. So, so much to dive into. Grayson's grades next hour. Also, one thought every game. How do you think this poll question is going? That's a great question. I think people are probably going to say that there's an issue with this, if I had to guess. People will probably look at that and say, 43 should be able to do this on I his own. I can do it. I know you can. But it's a lot more efficient. Right. I support you, but I feel the people will not support you. I could be wrong. I could be reading the room Close. Wrong. Is it? Says uh, it was worded like this. So Mike Gill is 43 years old. His mom helps him wrap Christmas presents. Thumbs up or thumbs down? That's a good way to do it. That was way better than what we were trying to come up with. 57% thumbs up, 42% thumbs down. All right, so people are supporting you. At 973-ESPN, you can go vote. Got one hour left. Now, my mother, she could be listening. I don't know, but she's probably not going to like these results because maybe I go to her moving forward. Say, well, you don't, don't use her normally? No, I do not. I do not. You do it yourself. I do it myself. You and go people, newspaper to wrap the present. I, I do not, but I will tell you, I go dollar store wrapping paper. That's okay. Very cheap, rips easy, but I'm just going to buy like three or four of those. No problem with that. Yeah, so that's what I do. Hockey tape, and it looks like I did it. Oh, I went bow. Okay, so you make it look. Oh, yeah. Well, some of the things I purchase, they do it in the store. Oh, do you want this gift wrap? Yes. Yes, please. I can't Absolutely. get it out quick enough. I got a text message that said that the uh, Defford Mall does it. No, I'm and I'm thinking to myself, do I want to drive? Now, I would imagine other malls and other stores do it, too. But am I really making the drive for free gift wrapping? I mean. Probably not. No. But here's one thing I'm thinking. I appreciate the, right. the text, Doug. But unfortunately, I'm not making the drive to Deptford right. to go get my presents wrapped. I'm thinking about maybe going into a place that I know gift wraps, right, for something you purchase there. And say, hey, while you're at it, can you do this, too? And then drop a big bag of presents and see if they'll do it for me, all the other ones that have nothing to do with their establishment. Right. Yeah. Can you do these while you're at it? It's like yeah. 15 I, I come presents. in with like my whole brigade of gifts for the season. Hey, while you're at it, yeah. I got this here, this one here, this one here. Do you mind doing those two? With my dollar store wrapping paper. I'll tape. bring my own wrapping paper yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sal Powell was on earlier today, said this about the Adam Schefter report. Schefter is not wrong. Never wrong. Believe me, we've seen it. We, we watch it all the time. The guy breaks every story. And there's no question we put full stock in that report. Yes. Or we wouldn't put it on ESPN. Let me tell you, I know how these things are vetted. I don't get to just say anything I want on ESPN. It's vetted by a whole slew of people. All right. So Sal Powell on the report. And by the way, we weren't suggesting that Schechter was wrong. We just said, you know, if you're putting stock in this report, which why wouldn't you? And he said, well, let me stop you right there. Right? The report is accurate. Now, Rob Motti who is very close to Carson Wentz. He was on the show for football at Ford today. It's one of the reasons we wanted Rob to come on. So to get this message out, this is what Rob says about it. So I don't know what all the other sourcing was involved. You guys know how close I am to the situation. My sourcing is I just go right to the people involved. At this point, Carson Wentz, 
mentally has not come to a place where he wants out of Philadelphia. May he get there in two weeks? Yes. May he get there in, in four weeks or one week? Yes. I'm sure he, at some point, may get to that point. But right now, as of December 21st, he hasn't come to that point. Right now, he's focused on being the best person he can be, best teammate he can be. All right, that's Rob Motti from the Associated Press. He says he has not come to the conclusion that he wants out. And he tweeted this about the AO1 Foundation, his family, friends. He's in the community here, and that's very important to him. He doesn't want to uproot his life. He's married, children, doesn't want Ben Simmons on his couch. I might have thrown that one in there.